I might not be there, but the work that I'm doing matters. It still counts regardless of where I'm doing it. In this episode, you'll hear Nikki, an IT analyst programmer, and Brittany, an administrative assistant, discuss some of the perks and challenges of working from anywhere. I am an administrative assistant for the Enterprise Office of Access Management. I just started there in March, so I started teleworking one day after I started. I was super excited to start teleworking. I've been teleworking since 2013 and, um, you know, at the time when I started, the big plus was, hey, I get three hours back to my day that I don't have to commute. And for me specifically, it was great because um, having been diagnosed in my early 40s with arthritis in my ankles, walking around on cement, which is most of the downtown campus in Rochester, that was hard. So not having to go through that every day was another big quality of life change. With technology and being able to afford the flexibility, you know, I've got friends who have daycare that they have to kind of wrap into getting their kids to someplace, and that's enabled them the flexibility to meet those needs for their family. Last year, my dad passed away, and so between the time that he was inpatient somewhere and then him passing, I would not have been able to be there unless I was able to work from wherever I needed to. Being able to have that kind of flexibility is is crucial. I'm definitely a proponent of it. For some, it's a con, right? I'm not physically around my teammates. That has probably been one of my biggest challenges with okay. teleworking. Um, I am a very like talk it out type person when it comes to different things. So having something come up and I'm like, okay, I don't have any, I can't just turn to somebody and talk to them. Like I'm so used to. So it's like, okay, well now I have to find them on Skype or I have to, you know, wait for an email reply throughout my whole life. I've always had close coworkers always right there with me. So just being able to communicate with them has been hard, especially starting a new job right off the bat, doing teleworking, learning how to do my new job and trying to do screen share and to know what they're talking about. But when I was first sent home, I didn't have the correct Skype. So I had to upgrade Skype and I don't have a phone other than my personal phone to be able to talk with them. My experience over the years, I used to be really, 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 really self-conscious about um, messaging someone because, you know, I don't want to, unless it's an emergency, I don't want to just call them out of the blue. I, I have to admit that was more of a, a personal thing of, oh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude or interrupt. When I was a part of an HR collaboration and connectivity work group, one of the biggest things that people brought up was all oh, those hallway conversations. Even if you're able to turn around, you know, there's still the people that you bump into in the hallway. And, you know, even if it's just personal, you know, finding out, hey, how did your kid's soccer game go this weekend? It seemed like we're missing out on that. I know for me what helped, and this might sound more A-type, but it was one of those things where I know this is important to do. I need to put a reminder out there. Reach out to somebody every week. 
doesn't matter who it is, doesn't matter how long you chat, whether it's work-related or not, I always put a reminder in that says, reach out to somebody today. And it was amazing how much that seemed to help even the other person. It's like, okay, I'm not having that hallway conversation to find out how you're doing personally, but hey, I want to make the effort. I want to I want to reach out to someone, just chit-chat to help kind of keep that same team building piece in place. I tried not to do the same person every week. It's making that that personal connection to say, I recognize you're there and you're on my team and you matter. So, hey, let's chat. That's a great a great thing to do too. I know the hallway conversations were a huge thing in my old area. So just lunch break and stuff. We would all sit together at a table and just chit chat about how the day is going and, you know, what we're going to do this weekend and all that. And just not having that. It's definitely not the same talking to my 12 year old at home. It is when he's like, okay, Mom, I just want to go out and play with my friends. You have to be more accountable for what you communicate, how you communicate, to whom you communicate, but it's doable. You know, it just takes a little more effort on our part these days. And, you know, of course, getting over that initial, I'm sorry, I'm pinging you. It is one of those things, too, though, that I miss if I'm working on something. I used to be like, oh, I should ask Jeff this. So I'd just run off and find Jeff and I'd ask him a question and I'm back and I'd had my answer right then and there. And I'd get more steps in, I guess I could say, than I do at home. Because now even Skyping somebody, I always try and figure out if I can figure it out myself without bothering somebody else. You brought up something too. You said that you would walk around a lot in your office. Do you find yourself moving around more? I am a little bit now. I know when I first started, I felt like I had to be glued to my computer, like glued to my Skype almost. Make sure I'm always available. Make sure that if anybody has a question or Skypes me, I am talking to them within like five seconds. But it's just not true. I need to be able to take a 15-minute break in the morning, a 15-minute break in the afternoon, just to put it away, calm down, you know. I've gotten to the point now that I will just go stand on my deck and sit for a few minutes, clock out for lunch every day, just go for a walk. That's kind of my biggest thing since I'm not walking at all anymore. I don't have to coordinate necessarily with anybody else's lunches now, so I can just go when I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is kind of nice as well. And something I've gotten used to now. I completely hear you on that. Cause it's the same thing for me. It was funny because I, <laughs> I feel like I was such a, a bad unhealthy employee when I was working on campus because I would literally sit at my desk for a couple of hours. I didn't have anything that prompted me or triggered me to get up, walk around, move around. I had a hard time at first when I started teleworking, feeling like, okay, if I'm not here, my light is not green, I'm going to upset somebody. And like you said, it's just, it's not the case. I'm actually moving around more because I can't just do heads down, ignore the rest of the world because that's just not the way working remotely works. Definitely like that there's those, you know, you get those more natural breaks you can step away from work 
and you're literally stepping away versus I remember being on campus if I were to go get a sandwich with someone well I'm still on campus I'm still wearing the name tag I'm still present there I don't have to pay attention so closely to the time because instead of it taking me 20 minutes to walk across campus to get back to my desk, it takes me a minute. It just allowed those things to kind of relax. Yeah, I definitely feel like I have gotten more productive at home. One thing that I find that's really helpful and that helps us all stay connected, even though we're doing it remotely, is take yourself off mute. Uh, What I mean by that is if you're chatting with someone and they say something funny, be willing to take yourself off mute and laugh. You know, if we were in person, I wouldn't hold back. I'd be busting a gut. I'd be laughing so hard. The hearing laughter and hearing those little interactions to me is what helps us stick together because it's not just hearing, you know, one side of what somebody's saying, you're hearing all the reactions. And I think people find it really easy not to let themselves be heard. It's easier to leave that mute button on. And you might be laughing, but no one knows that you're having that kind of reaction. That's the human part of us. And we just need to, I think, embrace that more often. It's all the little things that we can do to keep that communication authentic and keep it two-way. That's what helps make working remote a lot easier when we can have those reactions. Yeah, that's a great tip for sure. I was kind of struggling the last couple of weeks just because I missed my office. I missed my opportunity to, you know, walk around the corner and get some coffee. I took one day, I went back on campus, mask and all, and just sat at my desk and worked and got my errands done. And I felt so much better after that day that sometimes, you know, You just need to have a day back on campus to reconnect with the work part of it. And I know that some people that are teleworking don't have an office space to go back to if they, you know, need to. Um, But there's always drop-in spots. It felt good to get back on Mayo campus for even a few hours just to feel connected to Mayo again and feel that you're part of that bigger picture. It is nice, you know, if you live close to a Mayo campus somewhere, it's nice to get that reminder of why we are doing what we're doing. One of the things that I do regularly is pay attention to the articles that get sent out. I honestly don't know how some people don't read the newsletters or don't read articles that get posted out on the internet because all of those things Those are the little things that we can do to stay connected, to get the reminder, oh my gosh, this kid was able to beat this disease and it's because of the people there and I'm supporting the people that are there. Whether you're new to working from anywhere or have done so for years, consider sharing your experiences and tips with your colleagues.